Hi, this is Jeff Cobra, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Thanks for being a part. Thanks for joining us today. We uh, have had a busy, busy week with so many events, so much news coming out recently, and uh, we kind of thought, okay, after all this craziness, maybe it's time to just sit back and enjoy an attraction. So we head to the world-famous Jungle Cruise. Uh, yesterday, I had the opportunity to visit the Jungle Cruise at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. It's been a little slower completing its renovation than uh, its version over at Disneyland, but what it offers is fun and so worth checking out. Not only have there been major changes made to the attraction, but there's some very unique changes to the queue as well. We'll discuss all of this and how it compares to uh, the Disneyland version. We'll then share uh, some other Jungle Cruise offerings we have as well. So climb aboard this Disney at Play podcast. And be sure that you are subscribing to this podcast. If you have a chance, make sure you head out to iTunes and if possible, give us a nice little rating or review. That helps others get to know the, uh, the littlest podcast that could. Uh, we're a lot younger than some of those other podcasts, but if you look at where we have been and what we have done in the last couple of years, especially as it relates to um, this period during uh, the pandemic, I made a commitment of doing um, three podcasts a week during this pandemic. And by and large, while there have been a week or two uh, that have been pretty light in the last couple of months. I I hung to all that and uh, have been really pleased that I could really provide some great um, and important content. And in fact, just this week, I was really pleased that we were the first podcast that was really out there talking about all of the changes as it relates to Genie and uh, this lightning lane and its replacement of fast passes, a lot of listener response to um, checking out that podcast. If you haven't listened to it, please do. Also, a recent podcast with Drew at Disneyland, getting that whole thing going on. Um, he talked a little bit about the Jungle Cruise. We're going to talk a whole lot more today about it. And then uh, also David Zanola, David and Leah's first, uh, well, the first voyage of the Disney Cruise Line last week. There has been so much going on lately. So this seems uh, this seems a little quieter. In fact, when I was at Disneyland or at Magic Kingdom yesterday, and mind you, I owe you a whole podcast around just the Magic Kingdom. There's so much going on there. But uh, the attraction wait times were very low. It was walk-on on It's a Small World. It was walk-on at the Haunted Mansion. It was 20 minutes at Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, the only line that seemed to, to have a, a fairly sizable queue considering was the Jungle Cruise, but there have been so many changes recent, and in fact, additions just in the last 48 hours that I really felt like, okay, I got to do this. So we got in line at the world famous Jungle Cruise, and oh boy, that 35 minute, and then usually I say, you know, hey, Something that's posted at 35 minutes, it usually will come in like maybe 25 minutes. This one went through to 55 minutes. Now, when 
an attraction goes way beyond what it should have been, you, there are usually three things that are happening. One is, is that there has been an overabundance of FastPass uh, folks coming on. But of course, there's no FastPass happening right now and there's no lightning lane yet. So that's not part of it. The second is that uh, there is a breakdown in the attraction. And there was something going on with one boat. I mean, over the radio, they held a boat and got people off of the boat that was boarding. That didn't help. The third is that the, that uh, Disney has invested, and I can't tell you what the price tag was, but the reinvestment of a Jungle Cruise boat that could take a guest completely in a wheelchair or mobility device and allow them to actually go on the attraction without it, uh, without having them get out of their seat or get down into the boat. That, uh, that has been, that was not a small investment on their part. However, it is still a very um, timely, it, you really have to have a very trained staff um, to board that. And what made this all the more interesting was that um, the, the when the crowd builds up, it, it, the crowd was tight. There's no social distancing anymore in the line. And this week they have dropped uh, the requirement to wear a mask in an outdoor queue or attraction. So you didn't have to wear a mask at all during any portion of this, which was very different to than just two weeks ago when my daughter and I did Kilimanjaro Safari. And it was overwhelming to be in that queue in the heat of the day and to wear that mask. And it was only 20 minutes there. So, but when the queue stops, and I will say that at one point, the queue stopped for about 12 minutes. Now, 10 minutes is the length, well, not 10 minutes, it's actually a little uh, less than that. It's about an eight minute attraction. So when the attraction is, when nothing's happening for 12 minutes and you're standing in space, place, that means that really no one is going on that ride. That entire ride is sitting empty. In truth, what's happening is all the boats are backed up at the dock, waiting to go, usually for the guests with the wheelchairs to board because that takes so much time. What they need is almost a second dock, but that would be that would be a crazy expense. That's what happens at Kilimanjaro. Safari says there is a second, well, there are two places to board your safari truck, but there's a third place that some people don't even pay attention to, just a little beyond, and they are able to pull a truck to the side and take all the time in the world to load and unload guests there, and it makes it very convenient and, and workable for them. They don't have that luxury here at the Jungle Cruise. If there's uh, one good thing about that is that it did offer me a chance to really check out some of the new things that have been happening in the queue. It begins with new signage out front or lack of signage because the fast pass sign has come down. It's an empty sign right now. I assume that it's going to say Lightning Lane uh, very shortly. Also, you'll remember there's a, a series of uh, monitors out front, which used to provide you an option to do fast pass. 
uh, selections. And there hasn't been, there aren't a lot of stations that allow you locations in the park to do that. There was one at the entrance to Tomorrowland, one in the breezeway between Frontierland and Adventureland. And then there was this one in, um, in the front of the Jungle Cruise. Those stations are still there in all three locations. Well, I, I say all three because honestly, I didn't, I don't think I saw the restroom one. So I could be wrong on that one, but definitely in front of Tomorrowland. They're still there. My guess is that as the new fast lane happens, those with no mobile device will still be able to um, add an attraction um, on Genie Plus uh, to, or add the option at Genie Plus to, and and make uh, reservations to go on attractions, um, plus also purchase the option of going on um, some of the prime attractions like uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So those are still there and they are still out there in front of the Jungle Cruise, stepping into the um, queue area. There has always been this little caged area to the immediate right as you stepped in. And earlier it held some very strange artifacts. Uh, now it is a storage containment area holding food and supplies. I believe it is sponsored by Coca-Cola because there was at least two crates filled with bottles of Coca-Cola there. It was a little, it was a little too much in terms of promotion there. Um, there are um, all of the conventional little props and things that you see there. There are crates referencing Alberta Falls now that are out there. Um, there is the office that has been kind of meshed. And I have a great image of this on the DisneyAtPlay.com as well as the video. We have a full video of this on J. Jeff Cobra, so make sure you go over there and check out that video and uh, subscribe. Well, the office uh, looks like it's now being shared between Alberta and, uh, and is it Frank from the Jungle Cruise movie? Because you see Frank's uh, hat, a skipper hat that's uh, sitting up there. You also see a conquistador helmet uh, that is sitting on the shelf. You see a, um, is it called a gramophone? Um, the, the one with the big uh, shell. Uh, that'll be important. I'll, I'll talk about that later. There's a radio in there, which kind of produces the, uh, the narrative that you kind of hear playing in the background. There are books related to Alberta Falls or belonging to Alberta Falls. So binoculars, um, uh, maps that look like they could have been maybe from Frank. So there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of Easter eggs that hint back to the film, um, to um, the Adventurous Society and so forth. Lots of lots of cool things that can be seen inside that. Outside, just outside of that, are new cages that have just been added. And I gotta tell you, this one is a little bit, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's just, it's a little bit unusual because what they are are crates filled with small um, man-eating plants. Um, not, you know, not big like um, uh, you remember in the uh, in the Little Shop of Horrors movie, but still there are man-eating plants. Now they look like they were just laid out there, just added. 
They may not have even completed the theming. I wondered if they were going to maybe move or eat. Uh, it, it seemed a little too fantasy of a prop for me. Perhaps they belong to the collection of Leonard Moss, who is a botanologist um, from Nova Scotia, who is part of this backstory uh, of explorers that are visiting um, out in the jungle and that uh, have an acquaintance with Alberta Falls. So not sure, but anyway, you want to check out the man-eating plants uh, that are out there. And then there is also a memorial wall, which is a tribute to um, the uh, to a number of um, different boats. So Garland Gertie, uh, Congo Connie, um, Bokumandi Bertha, um, are just some of the names of these. They have uh, dates that um, 1935, 1933, 1937, Alberta writes on some of them there. Each of them kind of have a little um, something to remember that, that uh, um, lifesaver by, you know, the lifesavers that you throw out the kind of the circular uh, tube. Um, each of them with tributes. So there, there are a number of props. Maybe there are a few more to come, but but certainly uh, compared to what I have observed with the outdoor Disneyland can, uh, queue, it seems to me that they've, they've done quite a bit to this one. By the way, if you're ever in the queue, particularly as you kind of get toward the exit, have you ever noticed that there's a box on the top shelf and it's labeled CBS News? I think that is the most random prop in the entire collection. It's been there for a while, but still it's kind of different. And and I didn't think CBS News occurred until uh, late 30s, 40s. So it seems out of, out of touch with the time period. I don't know. At any rate, I don't know what this backstory... It's been there a while, but I don't know what the backstory is on that. But at any rate, we waited a significant amount of time. And let me just say, it got to a point where I felt better wearing a mask than not wearing a mask. And I'm, you know, vaccinated. I'm over wearing the mask. But I still felt like, oh, this is a lot. This is a very intimate setting with everybody crowded waiting for this traction. But in due time, we did board. Now, um, and, and as of this week, there are now seven new scenes that make up um, that have been added to the Jungle Cruise here at Magic Kingdom. Some of them are a little different than the ones at Disneyland. We'll talk about that. Um, the first is uh, an experience that happens um, after you go through the rainforest, which was filled with fog. It was very foggy. They figured out the mysteries there. You remember that there is a boa constrictor and there's this empty um, native camp. And the gag has always been that we're going to a pygmy party, but nobody's there. I wonder what happened to that. I don't know that very many people ever got the joke attached to that. And I'm believing that the joke was that the boa constrictor ate the pygmies. Um, no wonder... 
no wonder that they have chosen to kind of say, hey, you know what? We need to better reflect uh, this experience and update it. Um, and now what it is, it's a canoe rental location. So um, so the, so it's a little bit about the canoes and, and all of that. Um, and then you head forward, you go past the, um, the gorillas that have taken over the encampment. And um, by the way, do you ever notice that there's a little rock kind of uh, scooped out section? That what used to be a section, it's still there at Disneyland where this um, gorilla was trying to uh, reach out and get something. Uh, we haven't had that gorilla in a long time. It's still there at Disneyland. It's at Disneyland. It's kind of reaching out to a crate with some bananas on it. Can't quite reach out to it. Um, Disneyland, by the way, has several newer things that were added in recent years. One of them is a team of, of monkeys that are shooting that have that have taken over um, the munitions of a camp. And they're detonating things. And so before you arrive, there's this big explosion in the water. And another monkey is kind of shooting and so forth. Um, and then they've also had the scene of piranha attacking, uh, which is very cool effect. We don't have those scenes. Uh, we do have something very cool that I'll come back to in a minute. But, but that's not in there. Now, after you do that, you pass the elephant, his mother-in-law, uh, the granite that we, or the, the, the rock that we take for granite. And then we come to the African veld. We go past the lions and, the, and the, the dead zebra. And we see that there is a new set of adventures that are up the tree thanks to an angry rhino. You'd think after all this time, someone would get the point, uh, if you understand what we're saying. There are five people, there are Skipper and four other adventures one is a photographer, one is a painter, one is studying butterflies, and one is studying birds. That's important because we see them reflected later on, kind of, supposed to. But at any rate, they're all the ones up the tree and the hyenas are laughing and so forth. We continue around the corner past some gators and to the front side of water and then uh, down another river toward the hippo landing. Now, it's interesting that they've added the sinking jungle cruise boat to the hippos. Um, I think that the intent of this scene was to remove the shooting of hippos. And in fact, I think that was the problem with the supposition of the group up the tree. It was theoretically a hunting party going that was put up the tree by that rhino. And so what they've done here, especially since we already have Kilimanjaro safaris, which talks about poachers and all things bad that are hurting the animals, it seems really bad that we're shooting at hippos. And so those references have been taken out, um, uh, which more than make my daughter, who cannot stand those loud noises, um, is thrilled to have that out, uh, gone. Um, and instead you have the hippos taking on the sinking uh, cruise boat. We come a little further on and we get to the area where we previously had um, natives dancing in a circle um, where we would make a square dance pun 
and then previous to that a a small boat with a lot of bones in it and uh, but which were a bunch of boneheads on their last cruise and um, all of that is gone in its place is a jungle cruise boat with um, um, five uh, monkeys who have taken this boat over. Now, the I thought that the painting of this was very good and very clear about what everyone was doing. Maybe it was getting toward dusk, but it was a little harder to see what was going on. The first monkey is the skipper, and he is pretending. So theoretically, all five of these monkeys are a replacement to the five up the tree earlier on in the story. And in this case, one is holding the, the mic and uh, the skipper makes a notation. They think a monkey could run this ride, but hey, it's not possible. See, he's not even using his microphone right. So it's kind of the, the, the note there. Then there's another one who is um, a painter. Now, this was a little bit more obvious because they had, he had painted a green stripe down his face. I didn't see any paint um, scattered about. There was also in the a visual uh, paint scattered on the boat. And so that's kind of um, missing as well. Then we have um, one that is on top of the boat. And this was also problematic because, um, well, not problematic, but it was interesting because in the drawing, the monkey was holding a parasol, similar to the kind of parasol that you see Jane holding in Tarzan. I thought it was a very visual, um, uh, a very visual view, um, but uh, now instead they, and this is true in the Disneyland version too, is that the monkey is um, on top of the boat, but he's broken apart the sign and he's holding a portion of the uh, sign on top of the boat. There are two more monkeys. One is in the background and honestly, I can't even tell if that monkey is animatronic. In the Disneyland version, we have a video of the Disneyland version, a short one as well that we'll post on the site so you can see it. It's from Disney. Theoretically, this monkey is studying the birds. But, and you get that played out in the in the illustration, you get that played out at Disneyland, you do not really get that here on the boat. The last one is supposedly the mother monkey, the mother of this these chimpanzees, and she's holding um, a map and is kind of tearing it apart, so so to speak. So altogether, that is kind of what's going on on the, the Jungle Cruise. By the way, in the drawing originally, the monkey in the back was with the butterflies. However, it seems to be more of a bird that I could tell in the Disneyland one. Again, I haven't been to Disneyland, but the video I've seen suggests that it's Disneyland. So that's that's where I'm coming from on that. Then you round the corner and you come to um, an etymology um, camp. And this is where um, 
the butterflies have been held. But the two monkeys have done a butterfly release, so to speak, in this, um, um, in this camp. And, um, and so you see all these butterflies around these two chimpanzees. The scene works really well. It is a replacement for the ambush scene that was there originally. So we've taken off, taken out hostile natives, and as we'll see moving forward, um, stereotypes of natives um, out of this attraction. The next thing we then go underneath the uh, the water, the backside of water, and then we come into the temple. The great thing about the Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom is we have this very unique experience of going inside this temple. Disneyland does not have this. You go by the ruins of a temple, but you're outside when you do that. And the things you see at the ruins of the temple are similar to the things you see inside the temple in our version. As you come through this, this week they have, they have placed in it a golden cobra idol holding this glowing globe, gem, something of that nature. You may not remember what was there previous, but it was a Buddha-style statue, um, or a monkey, a golden statue of a monkey, kind of in a, this Buddha style. And um, that has been removed. In fact, it's also been removed from the Disneyland version. Only the Disneyland version in the videos I've seen so far, it looks really cheap. It looks like a green serpent with a very pink globe. It, it just looks cheap. Um, plastic, even. So I don't know if they hadn't finished it or there's more to come on that, but um, the one inside our temple, it looks really good. And it really punches up the scene. I, I say punches up the scene because it's still missing. It still could be more. And when I say more, when you go to Tokyo Disney, they too have that same temple, only they do this whole scene that comes to life um, because there is this theme playing out that, that, that touches um, Disney storylines like the, the Jungle Book and the Lion King. And this whole scene comes to life in the temple through projection mapping. It's very cool. They need something like that because the temple is still too dark. It, it, needs, it needs more. But what they've added is a very cool thing and it complements the tiger, which was the, the most ideal thing there. The final thing, by the way, you go through the bathing pool of elephants and then you finally come to what was Trader Sam. He is clearly gone. Instead, you have a new outdoor gift shop and photo stand very cool very nice and i we whipped right by it going back to the dock but honestly what i love about this uh little outdoor gift shop is that there's so many trinkets and little things going on that it holds your attention and oftentimes the boats are required to hold there while again other boats are unloading back at the dock so this has been really cool. There are um, three little monkeys, very different from the chimpanzees because we're in a different part of the world here. One is taking photos. That's similar to what you see at Disneyland. The other one has taken that gramophone that I talked about. There is a gramophone in the gift shop there 
and one is cranking the gramophone while the other is going around in circles on the record player. I thought that was kind of cool. And I like that effect. Um, they didn't do that here. Instead, they have two monkeys pulling back and forth on a pair of red um, boxer shorts. Uh, it's okay, but it's I don't think it's nearly as clever as the Disneyland one. Um, but there's so many clever things going on. And by the way, there's a little baby elephant that follows this, which actually is very similar to the Hong Kong version, which ends with a little tiny baby elephant. So that also has been added to the end of this. Really, it really kind of complements it's, it's, it, it, it really is. I mean, the big climax is the elephant, uh, waiting pool, but this then becomes kind of that final, final touch ribbon that puts it around. And I think it works, uh, very well. All in all, I think that the new Jungle Cruise, um, is, it's a great addition and, may explain in part why there's so many people in line. Um, definitely worth checking out next time you visit. Be interested to see how they might touch up some of this with the Jingle Cruise in December. But notwithstanding, as, is, as it is, it is a terrific attraction and always has been a terrific attraction. And it's even made even better and more welcoming to everyone who comes to this. And as Walt said, to all who come to this happy place, welcome. Well, that does it for this uh, Disney at Play podcast, but there are so many other things you could check out. For instance, if you go to DisneyAtPlay.com, you'll see that there's more Jungle Cruise goodness. There are a number of posts and podcasts, um, one highlighting all of the changes and the backstory and why this has happened at the Jungle Cruise. Uh, two of them that deal with the Hong Kong Jungle River Cruise um, that kind of gives you a layout of how unusual, it's the most unusual Jungle Cruise with a fantastic wow ending. Uh, and also a great little, and two uh, podcasts that, that are from my Disney at Work, which shares best in business ideas for your organization. One is uh, based on the Jungle Cruise called um, The Hardest Working Cast Member, and the other is called Leadership Lessons from the Jungle Cruise, which talks about uh, an experience that Walt Disney once had on board uh, the Jungle Cruise, and also about the significance of the meaning, the backside of water. So lots to check out. Make sure you take a look at that and join us for these other podcasts as well. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast and to DisneyAtPlay.com so you can be notified of more things to come. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part. I hope you have a great day. Watch your step as you uh, disembark um, from this uh, podcast. Um, but please get out. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, please get out. Uh, the podcast. But anyway, have a great day. Always follow the compass of your heart. See you real soon.